give a quick shout out real quick? Please. Let's go Yankees. Chase for 28. True. Not that odd. That's like room temp take, but that's all right. Oh, where's Shohei going to go? Obviously, I'm no GM or no Major League Baseball owner. But if I were... As always, go Ems. I can pronounce it however I want until he tells me personally when he comes and joins the pod as a friend of the pod. What up, everybody? We're back again. It's your boys. You know what? You may sound, you may be thinking right now, this guy sounds a little bit different right now. I don't. I don't have a cold right now, so get off my back. We're here for the pod. We're here to talk about some baseball, and that's what we're going to do. Gosh dang it. So just listen and don't be thinking those things. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad we're able to talk baseball. I, you know what? I'm just glad we have this opportunity. Let me just say that. I am very thankful today. So, But before I just go on rants about how thankful I am and a bunch of different things that aren't baseball-related, Peter, please please take over. Let me tell you why he sounds different this time, everybody. It's because it is official. Aaron Hicks has been DFA'd, motherfuckers! Everybody's rooting for absolutely the best part of the game. He's weekend, even though I'm pretty sure they went six and one last week. So the Reds are the weekend. I fucking let me tell you, I haven't been more excited for a non-championship season. This, even if we don't end up winning the championship this year, best Yankees year since '09 without a doubt. Better than Judge's home run record. I mean, what a fucking time! Uh, I forgot what my part was supposed to be. Oh yeah, we are currently on Instagram and Twitter at the Broken Bat Pod. No spaces. Love to, you know, get some interaction. We usually put up some polls, some questions, you know, to get the people talking. But mostly we're just here to celebrate Aaron Hicks getting DFA'd because there's nothing better that could happen as a baseball fan. Casey, let him know what we're talking about. Well, obviously Pete kind of jumped the gun there. We're talking about Aaron Hicks getting DFA'd. Um, we're going to talk about just some baseball stuff, you know, just we're going to have some chats. We're going to have, uh, obviously, Aaron Hicks. Uh, maybe we throw some Eric Hosmer in there. Uh, we're going to talk about the newest, the absolute newest City Edition jerseys that the Baltimore Orioles, a good friend of our pod, uh, he uh, seems to be stoked about it. Or maybe not so. We'll talk about it. But, you know, actually, I, kinda, I want to kick it off there. As you guys may have seen, the uh, Orioles got their City Connects today. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a... I was a little let down. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go. Like let down by a City Connect jersey, and then two days later they it were twelve by ten. Or... <laughs> no, it went to a nine point <laughs> five, and then it went to a above oh, ten. Okay. You're right. Look, you're right. There was a little bit of. There's only one perfect score in City Connect right now. We all know who who that is, and it's not the Baltimore yeah. Orioles. You know what? I I will give you that. I may not agree on who the what the perfect city connect jersey is, but I will agree that it's not the Baltimore Orioles. I uh, honestly, I think it's a it, letdown. Like it is. I was I was really stoked because the Orioles, I think, have some some of the coolest jerseys, regardless in baseball. Like the O, that bird, like that cartoon bird, like the tricolor hats, like the black, orange, and white. Like orange and white to me just goes together really well when they throw the black in there. Like they have some dope uniforms, right? Well, I don't mind the all black. Like, I think that's kind of clean. But also, I don't know if you do necessarily all black, but if you do, like, black base for both and then just kind of do some different things. Like, I felt they could have, I don't know, 
orange is a very unique color in sports because I don't feel like, I mean, I don't know about all sports, but baseball for sure. Are they the only team in baseball that has orange in their colors? Uh, definitely not. No, the, the Tigers. Well, Tigers, Astros. Okay, stupid. A tiny bit. But like, so the, there's like none of their like featured colors. They're like secondary, third colors, and like yeah. their main colors. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I felt like they could have just done something really cool with that. Just honestly, just the color orange, and then it's like one of their biggest things. It's literally like not even in their city connect jerseys. I feel like. Not that that's the biggest thing that Baltimore has to offer, but sorry, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, and I mean, quick look at it. The last three are, I mean, the red thing, the first time I kind of like, but in own context, like, the reds and Baltimore look really similar to me. It's just like, yeah, a red instead of yeah. white. They're very and, similar. And different form. Mariners is kind of like, but it's I, not I, black, but it's just like the word. and the, So I wonder if they're just kind of like, running out of ideas because I feel like they've gotten a lot less creative with the past couple which is kind of like more of a what the Utah Jazz did that was a horrible decision where it's like let's just do the most basic design ever it's like it looks clean but it's like I feel like especially with alternate jerseys and stuff if you're gonna like you need to do something creative and like out there take a chance even if you miss I like that more when people take an actual chance rather than just like that just looks I started picking them up three minutes ago and pointed them out, but they just look so like basic to me that it's like, and I'm not impressed. Yeah, I like the like little like pattern it has on it, like the little around like uh, the uh, yeah, like, and different things. Yeah, and like they have uh, the white belt, I think is cool, but like the Baltimore just is so bland, and like the B, like it is, it's not cool to me. Like I would have liked to see something a little bit more with the Oriole. And, like, the B on the sleeve has, like, um, I think I was reading about it, and it has, like, I think the counties, like, broken up around balls. I don't know. But then, like, I think the coolest part of it, obviously, is, like, that multicolor kind of, like, blotch pattern, which you can see on, like, the inside of their jerseys, on the neck collar, the sleeve collar. Yeah, like even, even I would the, rather you just take the whole sleeve out of that. Like the whole sleeve, or so though it's like actually. Well, even even the so like, I think the hat's the coolest thing. The hat, honestly, like because it has like that camo pattern under the brim, and then like the inner like sweat liner of the hat has that multicolored. But the B, it just the B doesn't do it for me. Like the, it just, I don't know. Like I was really high on the Orioles because I love the uniforms of the Orioles regardless. I thought they were gonna do something like with the Maryland flag, how they have that on their. Uh, the patch already on their jerseys and stuff. Kind of like how University of Maryland has those helmets. I was hoping for something like along those lines, but I don't know. Out of all of the ones that I've released this year, I think this is by far my least favorite, which I had really high hopes for this. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I mean, I agree. I think there could have been more done for sure. Like the Rangers is sweet. I think the like the navy and the tan go really well, and like they have a lot more history with it, and like the kind of like classic gargoyle of like the old like Texas League teams. Um, I like the Reds a lot because I think the Reds is kind of like it's just different in a, in a sense. Like yeah, it's black and red, but like I think the how they did it and like the new font they did, like the whole like 
there's a whole presentation of the reds cool. I think is super sweet and like the like kind of like circle like red circle around the hat um who else got it the Mariners obviously a perfect 10 out of 10 wouldn't change a thing incorporating the pilots and then the like modern like old and new like tied it all together um honoring like the Soto district and whatnot and like Dave Niehaus with the my oh my stuff like that uh, even the Braves, like honoring like Hank Aaron and stuff, that I thought was pretty sweet. But, but I don't know. Like this, the Orioles was such a letdown. I, I saw they dropped today. I got super stoked, and then I looked at them and I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't very cool. Well, looking at them as well in more detail, I was just taking a look at them again. First impression, I saw them earlier today as well. I was like, nah, this ain't it. And I don't want to say they've gotten better looking at them again the second time in my opinion but i i almost the things around the sleeves and stuff all that colorful stuff is that what you were saying was like the counties or something no it's the dark thing look at the like b patch on the oh yeah on the sleeve on one of the sleeves yeah there's like a little i think it's like the counties well like the stuff that's around the sleeves the colorful stuff you see that Mm-hmm. Or, like, the underneath. I don't like that. I honestly think that takes away from it, like, shredding color. But I think if they just went – because I think it's clean if it's all black and then it has Baltimore and white, has the orange swoosh, and then the white belt, I think, sticks out. But then if they just added, like, a little bit more orange somewhere or something or even where there's all that color, you made that just solid, like, their orange color, I think it could have looked so much cooler. But I feel like those colors are just so random, like – and it's not anything, but I feel like, Pete, to your point, with talking about the City Connects recently, I feel like they're trying to go for, like, not necessarily a classic, but, like, simple, like, less is more approach kind of thing or whatever. Like, they're not trying to make yeah. it too much or too wild. They're trying to keep it clean and simple and then just more bold in that way, which I don't think is necessarily a bad approach. I just don't feel like it's been executed well. And I don't mind like one or two things, but I feel like a lot of them have been. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, if you're going to do like a special, unique thing, and again, if one or two does it, it yeah, I don't mind the classic simple look like the Yankees look. It's pretty simple, right? Pinstripes and white. It's not like crazy out there, but I love that, obviously. Cardinals is a pretty classic, like, you know, it's great. The bird. So I don't mind basic, classic, simplish looks, but like when that's what. It seems like a lot of the teams recently have been doing that's where it's kind of like yeah okay someone gonna take a chance or are we all just like yeah well and i feel like gonna do pass the document to the next person and they change two colors around like okay yeah like i mean that's, i'm just not a huge hugely impressed by that right now which i mean it's a bit of a downer if you guys are ready to talk about something exciting well, one, when you're ready, we're, we can go. One, one last thing. I think the what I like about Cincy, Cincinnati's, boom, just gave it away, is how it says Cincy on the chest. And I think that's something. It's kind of like the nickname. Uh, but then also it's more like comparing it to the Orioles. It's just solid white on black. Cincy has more like dimensions to it, or it's kind of like not just one solid color. It has like, I don't know, more layers almost it looks like to like the different graphics. and different a things. little bit more for sure, yeah. at least to me. Yeah, so that, I don't know. That's why, I, like again, I think Sensi's is definitely more simple as well, but I think they did a lot better job there. And then I feel like they they just swung at a 3-0 ball in the dirt. Like you don't swing on 3-0 and they swung for something and then they just 
it was in the dirt and they swung this. Like it was not a good look. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. I feel like just this year in general, I feel like the City Connects are so underwhelming. I feel like in like the past two years, I feel like whenever one would drop, it'd be like the biggest thing. And like they were like, I wouldn't say all good, but like. I, honestly, at this point, I would take the Giants probably over the Orioles, like City Connects. I think, I, think, I think the thing that goes along with your point, Casey, is I literally didn't even, and I've been on like Twitter and stuff most of the day, I didn't see a single tweet or comment about the Orioles, City Connect, like not a single person talking about them until you brought them. But it's like... Yeah, you know, just it's... Kind of, it's I mean, that's, that's, I don't know if that scares you guys or what, because, I mean, let's be honest. Your guys are coming up in the next couple of years. They're pretty much got to be the next two years. And Hopefully. I don't know if that, if that spooks you or if that excites you, but I, I think mean, the trend uh, the trend's going in the wrong direction, I think, for the City Connects. I mean, there's, we, we still have the Pirates this year, and I think they drop probably later or earlier in June. So we still have that to see, but I mean, like I said, I haven't had the most uttermost faith in the Pirates now. Like they've cooled off tremendously. The Pirates are not as hot as I would like them to be. I can't use that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean sound, sound much. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't use the sound much right now. So, um. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. I thought it was interesting to see. Uh, it, usually, mostly connects have a lot of like hype and news around them. And I literally got on Instagram today. I saw that and I was like, I was severely underwhelmed. And shout out to our boy Justin. He's probably gonna buy it. Uh, what is it? The Boom Boom Bird. Boom Boom Bird. Is that the pot? Boom Boom yeah. Birdland podcast. Yep. Well, he'll, he'll probably go more in depth. I'm assuming on an episode. If you want to hear more about that or his hot takes on it, he'll probably have them at some point in his newer episodes. So hopefully we get to hear him and we could probably ask, reach out and ask him about it. But, you know, it might, it might be a touchy subject for him. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But let's, uh, let's talk about, let's just, let's brighten the mood. Uh, Peter uh, mentioned it earlier today and we have breaking news. Not so much breaking, but yeah, breaking the Pete. breaking news, but Peter's yeah, prayers like have Peter, but Peter's prayers have been answered. Aaron Hicks. I always knew I could be a DM. I've been preaching, preaching to uh, to the freaking Brian Cashman. Finally listened. Probably the best decision made in a long time. Honestly, Hicks was just terrible. He was like he didn't produce. He had an awful attitude. Bringing down the team. I honestly think DFAing him, I mean, we've already been looking better. Second hottest team in all of baseball right now, so we love that. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Yanks. Fortunately, the hottest team, literally record-wise, they're the second hottest team in baseball, so you can't mean that. That's a statistical fact. fact. <laughs> Who's the hottest, hottest team, team in baseball? The hottest team is the trash right cans. So. Mm. The trash cans, fuck them. But they're 9-1. and one. The Yanks are 8-2. and two. But it's just, I think it literally, because I'm a big believer in, like, team chemistry and morale and that kind of stuff. Like, I think you have to have that to be a, not necessarily, because I think you can have success as a team without having that, but to have, like, the ultimate success, success to be your highest potential team, I, yeah, I think you have to have that. And Hicks literally has already had multiple interviews this year where he was like, I don't know what they're doing with me, and, 
like complaining and it's like, dude, you haven't produced what your contract signed was. Like you never had, you had one semi-decent season like three years ago and you've never been able to stay healthy. You've never produced. You've always had issues. You've always complained about it openly in the media. Like you really haven't contributed anything to the team in a positive light. And so it's like, what are you complaining about? Like you're even on the team when most Yankees fans that I know won in about the team two years ago. Like you still got that many chances, a ton more than any fan ever would have given you. Like I don't think he had any right to complain. I'm not. I like. I don't think Aaron Hicks is a bad person or anything like that. I honestly hope just like Gallo, he goes to a situation that's better for them and, and he does have a turns his career around. Like I'm not rooting against no, him. No, personally. no, no. You, you, know, you, you don't get to say that. You don't get to say that. No. I after, do get to say that. No, no. After, really all Aaron, I no, just, no. after all the Aaron Hicks slander. Uh, what did no, I say? I didn't say fuck Aaron about. Hicks. I said DFA Aaron Hicks. No, I'm sure. It's not personal. No, I just we think have, you're we bad have for someone. the team. Gerald, look into the archives. We have someone repeat saying fuck Aaron Hicks. Look, if Teoscar Hernandez got if he got DFA. I'd, I'd hope he ends up in AAA. I would. That'd be the dumbest. He's not going to get the best hitter on your team. If he you, that you always DFA, bring him up in this discussion is the dumbest shit of all time because it's such a different level. If he somehow got DFA'd to Oscar Hernandez, the first person on the waiver wire, bro, picks him up. He doesn't even make it to the second team. Like, that's how quick he's going. No, I love Darren. I love, uh, I love Teoscar Hernandez. Okay. About time you. Yeah, you should. I think. Pete, with your question, or not question, but you're just talking about Hicks, I 100% agree. I feel like picking, like, team morale or whatever, essentially, like, people pick up on that, and when they just feel, or if people feel like there's a player that's literally just complaining all the time, like, hey, I want my opportunity, I deserve this, yada, 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 it's like, especially at that level, I feel like everyone knows you essentially have to earn your spot. Especially in New York, like where it's a big market, you're not just going to be given your spot unless you're like Derek Jeter and have been there forever. And then he's still produced, maybe not at his highest level as last year, but like still decently well. Um, but I don't know. It's just going to be. I'm interested to see what happens to him if anyone picks him up. But yeah, it was just. It was time to go. But Casey, for you. If you you just need to keep saying Mariners chase for one because you know what Pete was saying it at the end of the cast DFA Aaron Hicks and it happened so I don't know maybe you put that out there we're playing like absolute shit right now well, bro. have you been saying even... Mariners chase for one I well okay yeah, here your heart hasn't been in it yeah exactly look I I went I went to, I went to the homeland this past <laughs> weekend I went to I went to the homeland of Washington, not Wait, in Seattle. Can we not move on from Aaron Hicks yet? I'm not done with Aaron Hicks. Can we keep going on Aaron Hicks? Because I got a sure, sure. more to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a timer for five minutes, okay? And me and Jarab will stay extremely silent. This is your t- This is Pete's hot takes. But when that timer's up, when that timer's up, Peter, when that timer's up, we're moving on. And go. Don't let that into it. But yeah, I, like Jared said, I think eventually he gets picked up. But I like I don't think I think he's young enough, and people believe in his talent for some reason. But so I think he eventually gets picked up. Too long. I think he did hurt himself by all the interviews and comments he was making because other teams see that too. Like they see that you're not being a good clubhouse guy. They see that you're you know making waves, and it's not. I mean, the Yankees were in fifth place earlier this year, but they were still solidly above 500. It's like not like they were having a bad year. It's not like, you know, they were getting their 
ass kicked and it's like, give me a chance, I can help the team. It's like, oh no, the team's doing good. They're winning. I'm just pissed I'm not playing. Like, that's not a good teammate. That's not how you ingratiate yourself. That's not how you look good to other teams. That, again, I think he's like 33, 34 maybe, so he's not like super old. I just don't think that's like a good way to advertise himself when it was clear like he was going to be off the Yankees at some point. Like, I'm shocked to happen this early in the year. Very, very excited and happy about it. But, I did, yeah, like, I, I just don't, I don't get what his mindset was. And, I mean, New York is a tough place to play. Like, there's a lot of very talented players that get there. And it's like once the fans kind of turn south on you and then the media turns south on you, like, I get it is tough to play. There's a humongous list of people that come, don't have success in New York even are successful again. Sonny Gray comes to mind. He's looking pretty freaking solid right now. Pitcher. Gallo's having a really good year. So it's like, I, I don't blame people for that. I can get, you know, mentality. Mental grind is hard. And, and especially you play, you know, essentially every day for six months. Like, I get it wears down on you. But I just really don't get it, what his mindset was and what his thinking was. He's been like that the whole time. Like, he seems like a very selfish him first player rather than a team player and that's a big part of why it's like I just don't like that as being a culture for the Yankees and I think that's part of the what we haven't made the World Series in so long sorry Casey but you know from 09 the last time the Yankees made the World Series that's a freaking joke to be 13 years now potentially 14 years without making a World Series to New York Yankee like that is garbage and I think that's a big part of that is we've got too many guys like that in the culture. And then another, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Josh Donaldson, I saw a quote from him this week where he said they have him on the Ellsbury rehab plan. And, and it's just like, again, that's another quote where you're just thinking about yourself. Man. And like, and I, I don't want that kind of attitude, that kind of environment on me. Because I don't think that leads to success. And so I was glad to see Hicks go with it. His quote, if Donaldson is saying those type of things, like, and I don't like Donaldson's play last year anyway, saying I would much rather play DJ every single day because I love DJ. He's the kind of team first. Like, he'll play first. He'll play second. He'll literally do whatever the Yankees want him to do. Like, that's the kind of attitude and player I want on my team rather than, like, well, the team's doing good, but what about me? Like, that's not going to lead to success. So I think that was a fantastic move by the Yankees. And I think it reflects already. And I mean, again, they've been solid all the year, but now they've already moved up to third in the division. Like, they're 8-2. and two. They're looking really, really good. They're stringing together wins and also those ways. Like, we've had starters go three innings and get thrown out. Shout out the sticky stuff. We've had, you know, Cole's looking great. Some long starts. We just had Severino come back. We've had openers. Like, we're winning all sorts of ball games. We're not getting down. We're not getting discouraged. And I just love that. And it seems like it's really starting to work and turn around where that kind of environment you can already see. They're pulling for each other. Freaking shout out the St. Louis Cardinals. Harrison Bader, I love that freaking dude. Like, last year I wasn't too thrilled with the trade because Montgomery was unhittable. Bader literally didn't play until, like, the playoffs, and he had a good playoffs. Okay, okay, he's young. I can see the potential. Like, Judge is not a good idea to play center field every single day with that big of a body. Like, he's going to wear down. So I can see it. And then he was hurt at the beginning of this year, too, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm so sick of the Yankees making big moves like Ellsbury and stuff, and then they just never get a play. They're never healthy. But I love Harrison freaking Bader, dude. My guy just goes 100 
than 10%. It makes ridiculous plays in the outfield, hitting way better than I expected when the trade comes. And multiple bombs. Whereas Clutch, big-time teams, who, like, he is not afraid of the fucking moment at all. He's ready to go. He's great. Yeah, you can see the team gets all his hype. Like, he brings that energy. He brings that team environment. So, thank you, St. Louis. I'm very, very happy with that trade. I'm happy Montgomery's having success here. Because I never didn't, I didn't dislike him. He was a very solid fourth fifth starter for us. Loved him, but shout out Harrison Bader. Way better for the team than Aaron Hicks. And that's just what I love to see. Let's go Yanks. There's my rant's over now. Okay. You can talk yeah, about yeah. the whole thing. You, you, you finished, uh, yeah, you finished. You're can, good. Can I say something, Casey? Can I actually sure, go ahead. That? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Peter, I'm glad Harrison Bader, first off, is doing good. I, You know what? Bader, Darth Vader. That's what I always call him. I freaking love Harry. So he's uh, he's a solid player. Injuries, yes. He's going to get hurt a lot. I'll tell you that. I'm, this is just kind of like a warning. You've already seen that. He hasn't even been with the team for a full year yet. But he gets hurt a lot. And he's probably the best center fielder in the league. I'll say it. When he's 100% healthy, he's Whoa. the best center fielder in the league. <laughs> Bruh, go watch, my man, go watch my man for one game play center field, and you'll agree with me that he's um, the best center fielder in the league. I, I can't. An, sorry. Art form. It is an art yeah. form. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking strictly I... defensively. I'm not talking about nope. overall game, best center fielder. Nope. Because he struggles at the plate nope. sometimes. But Mike Trout? Best defensive center fielder in the league. Harrison Mike Bader. Trout. Harrison Bader. Mike 100%. Trout. Mike Trout. <laughs> We're moving on, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout's old man. He's a thing of the past at this point. Sorry. Oh. Mike. Sorry, Mike. Oh. I, did, I did tweet out actually this last week. It was like, hey, good win. Go, I'll see you in the playoffs. So one person, one random person. Jerob. Jerob lost all credibility. <laughs> okay. I was. That was obviously. Yeah, not we're going there. There's been way crazier things said on this podcast, <laughs> and not by me. I know. I mean, that was a wild ass take by J. Rob too. But there's been wilder things said. And that was like that what? Was not, like what? We Name we one. Re- no, we're not going there. We're not. Name and one. I didn't mean that. But Name Harrison one. Ba- Bader is the best center fielder defensively in the league, in my opinion. Next thing, can I, I think. Can I say something? Well, I'm, I'm gonna say one last thing. I'll take ten seconds and okay. I'll go back to you. I think Aaron Hicks. Just finishing on that for me. I don't know if he gets picked up by a major league team, but if he clears waivers and everything, I would not. It would not surprise me in the slightest, even semi quickly within the next couple of days, that he's signed to like a, a minor league deal or something. To like you said, people believe in his talents, try to get him playing time to figure out. Because if he signs in the majors, he's not playing every day. He he'd hardly play at all. Kind of same situation with the Yankees. So if someone believes in him, they want to get him right and have his what he could be ready for the major league level. Casey. Yeah, I could see it being like a, a carp situation last year where he kind of had to go prove it in the minors for a little bit and then got signed by a team, then produced, and a nice contract with San Diego. So I could see that as well. Um, can I, Jerob, please? I'm asking I'm asking you to look me in the eyes, Jerob, right now. Look me in the eyes. Um, please do not take offense to this. I need, I need Colton Wong DFA'd. I'm sorry, I, I said it. I came oh. out and said it. I need Colton Wong DFA'd. And here's our reason why, okay? Okay. Sure, he's good defensively, but we have Jose Calboreo or Calboreo, sorry, I'm the pronunciation right. guy. Yeah. yeah, I have the I'm the pronunciation guy and I can't even say his name right. But the dude's absolutely raking. The dude's absolutely playing stellar second base. Like the job is no longer Colton Wong's. It's Jose's. Okay. 
producing. He's they're asking Scott Service is asking him to lay it on a bunt. He does it. Still third base on a, with a left-handed hitter up. Does it safe, right? I don't know, man. I, I love Colton Wong. I was super hyped, but I think we may have found our second baseman of the future. And not to say I don't like Colton Wong. I do. I like Colton Wong. I think he uh, has a lot of swag. He brings a lot of fun to the clubhouse energy. Yeah. But as far as his performance in the field, Tacoma's calling his name. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna join his brother, Keen, in Tacoma. And I hope and I hope they have a good time. I really do. You're saying... It takes you make off of literally... Colton Wong, I just looked it up, has 96 at-bats. And Caballero has 54. Like, you're trying to... The man that's proven at the major league level versus for 54 at-bats. I think you just... I should judgment a little bit. Um, sometimes. It's it's now May 22nd, <laughs> and Colton Wong hasn't done shit for my team. Hasn't done shit. Has not done a damn thing. Hey. Who's done, you, know who's done, you know who's done more for my team than Colton Wong? Hey, Oscar Hernandez, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, the best hitter on your team. Yes, he has done more for your team. Yeah, because they ask no. the best hitter Look, on your team. Cal- Caballero. Is that how you say Caballero? I think that's how you say it. Caballero. Like, something like that. Uh, he has a, he has a uh, I think he's a dinger tonight, actually. He does have two home runs on the season. I think he had one today. Yeah, he has a three-run shot today. <laughs> As, as far as Kalnick has one, too. Casey, I'll tell you this. With Colton Wong, I, I think it would be a far... I think it's a little far-fetched to say DFA Colton Wong. I think my point is you've given him 32 games to play with, with a total of 96 at bat. So he's not even... That's not even full game unless he's batting 9. And they, and they, had, they, and they, had, to, they had to bring... They had to bring their... Triple triple A second baseman up, to put out that dumpster fire, well, and he and he's done nothing but produce since he's gotten up. You're right, but but Jordan Walker did nothing but produce. And, and where is he at? Triple A. Did did he produce? Yeah, he. Had, I don't know. He Cardinals died. Twitter Cardinals Twitter says otherwise. The, yeah, he had that. He had that. He had yeah, like the twelve Cardinals Twitter. Streak. You're part of the Cardinals Twitter. I've seen your Twitter, J-Rob. I, yeah, I, I, I log into Twitter, J-Rob, and I see you there. stirring the pot. You should have seen me on the Astros Twitter the other day because I was stirring <laughs> the pot there. But anyways, we'll get into that. A buck 77. Yeah. No, I, Eight I, RBIs, you don't have to no read to runs. me. I'm literally looking at a stat line right now. And he's not a power hitter. I don't. The home run numbers doesn't yeah. surprise me. But the eight RBIs, the zero stolen bases, the average when he's even a career two fifty nine, he's only batting at one seventy seven, and like the glove hasn't really even been there either. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not that I don't like Colt Wong because I was super pumped to get him. Like we had this conversation about when we traded for him, and I was super hyped to get him. But the problem is, is just like I don't know if it's just like the system. Or, like, the Mariners are also in a weird spot because the Mariners are trying to, like, not make another 21 years for making it back to the postseason, right? Yeah. And right now we're, we're in fourth place, two games under 500, with the Astros getting out to it back, but the Astros are already hot. The Rangers are still hot. The Angels are only four and a half back of the Rangers, and we're slowly sinking. Like, the A's are done. Like, the A's are 100% eliminated. They've, they've like I mathematically been eliminated from the playoffs. And it's May. Yes, exactly. Like, that's just sad. But, so, realistically, thinking about it, like, we're kind of 
the bottom of the AL West because we don't even count the A's, right? Like the A's are not even counted. But looking at the wild card race, the Red Sox, Angels, and Blue Jays are ahead of us. Behind us is the Tigers at a game. They're only a half game behind us. So, to me, I just don't know how much more. Like, you can't have guys. Like, it's even like with Julio right now. Like, I would, I'm almost like to the point where it's like, send Julio to AAA to figure his shit out. Now, granted, there's sophomore slumps. We've seen it in the NBA, the NFL, MLB. Like, we've seen people have sophomore slumps, right? Like, yeah. Shohei, for example, had a great. 2018 campaign struggled the next two years either offensively or pitching right yeah. like before he figured it out so i'm not saying i'm not calling for julio to go to the triple a because i don't want that i think you need julio in the big league level to produce to get him at bats to get him like seeing that pitching i think triple a doesn't do him any good but colton wong for me yeah keep him on the roster but that his roster spot is taking up um Hold on, let me look at the... That's what I was going to say, though. Who are you going to bring up? Because you already brought up his replacement, if you will, his replacement, but you're like AAA second baseman. Let me look up the Rainiers roster, because I think they have they have Cooper Hummel down there, who is a good bat. Diego Castillo, who's good at the pitching. Uh, yeah, Matt Festa, who was good in the bullpen last year. You have... Well, but I mean, usually, I guess what AC my point Sadler. is... You're gonna if you're gonna sit him essentially, you want another player or like you're taking him off your 26 man roster like Mike roster. Ford. Mike Ford has been absolutely raking in AAA. Be great off the bench for a DH even. You have Keen Wong. Keen Wong's even been better than I think his brother Cooper Hummel, who has had success at the major league level this year. Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore. I mean he's he's on a rehab assignment right now. So at that point when he's ready to come up, like. Dylan Moore is a major league player that they're going to have on the Seattle Mariners. So, to me, who's going to get set down? And right now, if I'm looking at – let me pull up the Mariners roster. I had the – sorry, the Rainiers roster up. Let me pull up the Mariners roster. And – because right now, the pitching – like, pitching we're not going to send down. Like, Bryce Miller's been hot. Yeah. Kirby – or George Kirby. Uh, who else? Logan Gilbert. I mean, we lost Robbie Ray for the year. But honestly, like Robbie Ray going down and Bryce Miller coming up and just doing what Bryce Miller does, like to me, like the one odd man out would be Marco Gonzalez. Even then, he hasn't done bad. So I don't think you're taking any pitching out. The probably the players that I'm taking, I'm sending down to make room for um, Dylan Moore is Taylor Trammell or Colton Wong. Like Taylor Trammell. Just hasn't really figured it out. It'll come up, hit a few, have a few good games, hit a couple good home runs, and just be mediocre, if not below average. Colton Wong just hasn't produced. I mean, maybe Tom Murphy, but that takes away your second catcher. You can't have Cal Raleigh catch every day. I'm not sending down any of our pitching because we need our bullpen and our rotation. Like, I just, it's one of those two. And I'm being honest, it's probably going to be Taylor Trammell when he is ready to come back because. Uh, Dylan Moore is like a utility player. He can play infield and outfield. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Colton Wong. Like, it's just, I think it's just a, it's a situation where it's like the Mariners are such a young team with young talent, and, like, he's supposed to be kind of like a leadership guy, like but a leadoff guy that kind of produces, I right? I wouldn't be shocked if it was Colton Wong because that was like, I don't think you'd do that to that kind of a player. Like I, I don't know because Taylor Taylor Trammell is 25 and hasn't really figured it out. It's the same thing, kind of like a 
like he was supposed to be the guy in the Padres organization, right? When they traded, they when they cleared house back in 2018 for Cano and Nelson Cruz and Edwin Diaz, and like he was one of those pieces they brought in. Like same with Kelnick. So it's like I see the Mariners, and that's why like a lot of like that's why they cleared house with a lot of these players, right? To get age and to develop players into who they need to to be today. So that's where I wouldn't be shocked if it was Colton Wong. Like, yes, I think Colton Wong, the name. Are we? But that's like, are we? Are we going to give him a roster spot because of his name, or are we going to try and de- like? He's 32. He's not going to develop like a 25-year-old Taylor Trammell. Like, yeah, how much do we do? We even want to trade him too? Is it one of those situations where it's like, who needs a second baseman? Do we trade him to have maybe get back a second-round well, draft pick or a minor league arm? Like, said, though, because you're not trying to go another 21 years without making the playoffs this isn't a year for you guys to develop people this is a year for you to try to make the playoffs which colin long has proven he's a playoff caliber player he's made the playoffs with so many different rosters like that's why i don't think you guys are going to just try to oh let's just bring up all our young prospects but he's not producing that's the problem is he's not producing like out of all of our hitting he is our worst hitter on our team statistically by far this season and i just don't see I don't see – like, we yeah. have guys who are in AAA like Cooper Hummel and Dylan Moore who are proven hitters and have proven themselves at the major level – major league level, may not Dylan Moore this year, but in the years past. But Cooper Hummel has been down there to make room for Taylor Trammell, but he's out there grinding in AAA. I mean, I saw him play a couple of weeks ago in Salt Lake, and he went like three for five. Like, and granted, that's one game, right? I'm not going to say that. But there comes a point where it's like if I'm the GM and I have Dylan Moore coming up, a guy who's proven – a lot younger as well than um, Colton Wong. I just, if you if you wait too long, you're gonna be you're not catching the Astros, you're not gonna catch the Rangers, and you're more than likely not gonna catch the Angels if you don't make a change now. And sometimes you gotta make those hard decisions. I mean, maybe even AJ Pollock gets DFA, but he's been batting better than Colton Wong. Like it all. Like I'm gonna take like my my goofy hat off because I you know like. If it wasn't for Teoscar Hernandez, our team would probably be close to the A's, like closer to the A's and record-wise, right? Because not no one hasn't been hitting well. Outside of J.P. Crawford, Teoscar Hernandez, and Jared Kelnick, who hasn't hitting better? No one. That's why I like with Jose Calvary, or Jose, I don't even count that. I'm going to say Jose. When Jose playing second base, he's fast. He's not afraid to steal back. I think he's almost like doubled stolen bases than like J.P. Crawford or Julio Rodriguez and in the 56 games he's or the not 56 like the 30 some games he's played like he plays the game hard he plays it like he wants to stay on the major league roster and not to say that Colt Monk doesn't want to but I just don't know if it's working out in Seattle to where I wouldn't be shocked if he either gets sent down traded whatnot but I just don't think this team has a spot for Colton Wong on it right now not to say that goes to AAA, he figures it out, gets brought back up, or injuries, obviously, like, you never know, because we're only in May. We still have four more months of baseball to play. He could, someone could get injured. Jose could get injured. They need Colton Wong. But at this point right now, on May 22nd, I would rather see Colton Wong in AAA or see him in on, on another team. Like, I like Colton Wong. It's nothing against him as a person or even a player, but I think right now with – sorry, jump in. I think I'm not trying to say it's a lost season for the Mariners because again, we're still in May and look at the Cardinals two, three weeks ago. Like it's I'm not going to say it's easy to turn it around, but the Mariners could very easily. Well, 
very well turn their season around or ever start playing better. You don't know what other teams are going to do. The Rangers could cool off. The Angels could cool off. Like, statistically, both of those teams always do in years past. So, like, I still think the Mariners could make the playoffs, but I think maybe Colton Wong. Like, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for the Mariners to DFA him or send him to the minor leagues. But I think at the same time, even if Colton Wong's not playing every day, to Peter's point, he plays a value valuable role in being a guy that's like a more seasoned player. Like, he's been in the league nine years. And so, and he was with the Cardinals for a long time. He was with the Brewers, who were, like, when he was with the Brewers, they were a good team. Like, he has a lot of good experience. He, like... He was a rookie. So not even let me let me let me let me counter this for you. Okay, so like when you think of players who have who are shaped cultures and clubhouses and teams, right? When you think of the uh, the Cardinals, right? I think of I don't, I don't necessarily think of Nolan Arenado or Paul, or maybe more Paul Goldschmidt, but like those are players that like you that that could like walk into a clubhouse or division and change the whole complexion of the division, right? Yeah. Like. And let's look at Aaron Judge. Like, let's look at Derek Jeter. Let's look at the, these past players that you guys have had in your teams. Like, are like you, that are true Yankees or Mariner or Cardinals? Excuse me, that fit that organization, right? Like for me, when I think of the Mariners, I think of like Ty France, J.P. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, even like Jared Kell, like our young pitching core, right? I just don't think Colton Wong fits this team the way this team needs him to fit. I think. Losing, like, look at, like, how do I explain this? Like, well, because also one thing, if you look at Paul Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt had a down year by his standards the first year in St. Louis. Nolan Arenado had a down year by his standards the first year in St. Louis. A lot of players, the first time they moved to a big city, not a big city, but like a, a new team or whatever, especially for. Well, specifically those two players, they'd only played for one team, and then this. But is what, first but what time. happened? What happened from St. Louis to Milwaukee for Colton Wong? He looked like he, he didn't even like miss a cool. miss a step, so he didn't miss a step really. Like it, I mean, I don't have his splits in front of me, but it right felt now. like it wasn't like it wasn't this bad, right? So like, what happened? Or like, let's look at yeah, it wasn't really Jordan Montgomery, more than John, more than Jordan Montgomery from New York to St. Louis, didn't miss a step. Granted, Bader's been hurt, but like it feels like Bader's been the same player in New York, right? So like I just don't understand why coming from a market like the Cardinals, who have a winning history and like a winning tradition, right, to the Brewers, who were up and coming, they have Yelich, they have all these young, exciting players, they have Corbin Burns and Woodfoot, like these Let great pitchers. And I think the difference is Colmong is a piece. He's not like a driver of a team, and so I think it's the the rest of the team, like Julio's not producing, like you said, you you have like three kind of players that are doing pretty well. So I think I think once like the rest of it, because Colin Wong, I don't think is like a drive, like you know, you brought up Aaron Otto and those kind of players. They are drivers of the team, like they're the main piece, they're the go-to. Whereas Colin Wong is like a great culture and a piece. It's like he's going to be your seven-eight guy. He's going to hustle. He's going to battle. And so I think that's the difference, which is why, like, you don't DFA a guy like that because he's great for your team. But he's there when the I would rather team's see him, like I said, I'd rather see him on a different team or in AAA. Again, I don't want anyone to lose their job. That's like when you're battling for the playoffs, 
Like but we're you not. Don't, you don't just, That's the problem. You don't but you want to. At this point, you still not still, At this point, you're you not going to get into the playoffs. You're not going to get there, though, batting a, a buck 77. And granted, this you're is right. not on Colton Wong. The Mariners, that's why, that's why like, I think Colton. you're blaming I think you're blaming Colton Wong for issues that aren't Colton Wong's fault. I'm not, like, blaming, Wong's I'm not, blame, not, I'm not blaming him completely. I'm not saying this whole like, the offensive slump. Yeah. But... No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's Colton Wong's fault whatsoever, because it's not. It's a team effort. It's more, I'd say, Julio Rodriguez's fault because it's kind of his team. Like he's supposed to be the guy, right? But even then, by Julio Rodriguez standards, he's batting two what two twenty nine. Like, I, I honestly, I think... just don't. I just don't think that there's room. Like the Mariners. I mean, let me pull up some. I'm gonna pull up the stats, so I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to give out false up, information. You pull it up real quick. I think the Mar- one of the Mariners' biggest problems. Like Colton Wong, like Julio Rodriguez. Wow, Julio Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. But yeah, they have a lot many, of mispronunciations yeah, today. They have too many players trying to do too much. Like Julio, this is his second year, and he's expected to be and is the face of this team. And is supposed to be the best player on this team, and is supposed to be playing like Alex Rodriguez, like he did when he was there. Like, but that's just not. He can't live up to that. Like, I mean, maybe at some point, but his but no one's asking was, him to be. Well, no one's asking him to be Alex I think, Rodriguez. I, I think it's like I'm asking him to be. Peep, that's on. The, but second base has been second base has been a struggle for the Mariners since even when Cano was there. Second base has always been a problem well, for the Mariners. Go, where I was going to go with Colton Wong, though, kind of the same thing. I think Colton Wong is trying to probably do too much as well because the team is struggling. And so, and like the other teams, on the Cardinals, on the Brewers, he, like, to Pete's point, he was a piece that just fit in and played his role very well. But because he can't just go in and play that role, he has to, he probably feels like and almost has to do more to help the team produce and play better and all those things. He's trying to do too much, and it's too much pressure. What do you say, Pete? Yeah, I said, yeah, it's like you're putting too much on Colton Wong when he's yeah. not that level of player like yeah, he's not a guy. And he's never he, had to do that in his I mean, career. Yeah. Okay. So as far as batting average goes, and granted, this is one stat out of all of it. So you have, and this is going by. This isn't actually going by. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, like leaders. It's go. It's go, It's going by like position. So obviously, you have Cal Raleigh batting, two thirty three. France batting two fifty four. Colin Wong. Batting 177, JB Crawford 245, Eugenio Suarez 225, Kalnick 286, Julio's batting 204, Teoscar 246, and then Pollock is 152. So, in a sense, like, but that's the thing is, like, AJ Pollock is 35. They literally brought him onto this team just to hit DH, right? To give people days off. So, like, Colin Wong is a bigger piece in the puzzle than AJ Pollock is. Right, because if AJ Pollock, they can send down and bring up Cooper Hummel right now, because you have Jose Caballero batting 278, Tom Murphy, our backup catcher, batting 226, but you have Tremel and Sam Haggerty, but Haggerty's a utility you know, guy, I, mostly you used for pitch. Hummel, I just looked up. Do you know what Cooper Hummel's hitting this year for the Mariners? 192. I'm looking at it right now. But look, and look, you got D- 087 is what Cooper Hummel's hitting. Oh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the OPS. Yeah, for yeah. In ten, in, in ten games, with, in ten games with twenty-three at bats, okay, a or Colt Wong has one hundred and eight at bats. Colt Wong is hitting double that, and still a small sample. That's why I don't, I don't understand because it's like as a as a team competing for the playoffs, you're in, you're in and out, and you have to rely on veterans. Like you can't just be 
nothing but potential. And we had a veteran that produced that who, let's see, who was this? A buck 90, Tommy LaStella, who was a DH, got DFA'd earlier this year by the Mariners, batting 198. Or no, he didn't get DFA'd. He's still on the roster, but he, or what's the asterisk for? Maybe he's hurt? Um, It doesn't say, I don't know. But, so, again, I'm not saying that DFA is like a, it's more of like a joking thing, right, for me. I was saying it in like a way of like not wanting him to, like I like Colton Wong, like I said. I think he's a good defensive second baseman, but the better option is Jose Caballero. And just the small sample size, between 66 to 108 plate appearances, 23 games to 32 games, he has better stats, he has better, like he has two less hits than Colton Wong. He has the same amount of doubles, uh, no triples, two home runs, and one less RBI, right? Like, but he has six more stolen bases, same walks. Like, it's he's just producing a lot more, right, than Colton Wong is. And to me, that's where it's like, I don't know if it's just the culture for Colton Wong. I don't know if it's the, um, like just the atmosphere. Like, I just don't know if he's just clicking in Seattle, right? Like I would rather see us ship him to somewhere where like, he's going to get success. He's going to get consistent playing time. Cause like right now, as it speaks right now, or as it sits right now, and this is more of like a Mariners fan perspective, looking in at it then, and kind of understanding like the way my GM and like my manager works compared to like you guys that have Ollie Marmar or Ollie Marmal or like Aaron Boone, how like, you know, like Boone kept playing Hicks for who go, who knows why, right? Like, and I don't know a lot about it. Pete knows more about the Aaron Boone situation than I do because I'm not a Yankee fan. Same with, like, J-Rob. J-Rob's going to know a lot more about the Jordan Walker situation or, like, Arenado struggling with that and like than I will because I'm, I'm not a Cardinals fan. But as a Mariner fan looking at it from the big picture and what I'm seeing on the field now is a guy who takes in a lot more Mariner games than probably you guys both. Mm, I don't know. When, Col- when Colton Wong is in the game... You almost get up to that at bat, and you just go, here's an out. Or you kind of hold your breath, and the ball is hit to Colton Wong, where I don't feel that way with Jose Caballero. I actually more excited about Jose. He just brings more of that spark that I think that Colton was supposed to bring, right? Now, that could be Colton Wong being like a mentor to him or a leadership aspect. But as far as outside of that, like strictly on the baseball field, producing, he just isn't doing that. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it'll happen, but I think it's going to be Taylor Trammell who's going to get sent back down to AAA to make room for Dylan Moore because Dylan Moore is a big piece of the Mariner puzzle. I would say bigger than probably Colton Wong for sure, probably Taylor Trammell bigger than the Stella Pollock because he can DH, he can play the outfield, he can play the infield. He's quick. Like he's a like he's one of those like guys that like you love to have on your team, right? Kind of like a Harrison Bader or like uh, Anthony Volpe or as or or as, as Waldo Cabrera. Like what he what he what those guys mean to your team is what Dylan Moore means to the Mariners, right? Like a guy that has been there who will do anything to ask that Scott Service ask of him to do and will do it. To be honest, I've never heard of Dylan Moore in my life, so I don't know what he's done. But I, that's why I don't think you can compare him to Bader. I mean, like Harrison Bader. But that's the thing is like you're going you're comparing the winningest two winningest franchises. In the mm-hmm. ba- in the game of baseball, when you guys have names like Sorry, Paul Goldschmidt, again? Nolan Arenado, 
Um, <laughs> Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, right? Like, you have these big names that we just don't have. Our biggest name, who's our biggest name? Ooh, I want to hear you say it. Both of you say it. Thank you. Pete? Leo. Thank you. It's Julio. We don't have yeah, don't we don't know. have an Aaron Judge hitting a six hundred or Colton Wong is not big. <laughs> it was a joke. Col- Colton Wong is not big. That's where it's like I I would actually your I, second biggest and is actually a good one and I honestly think I wouldn't say he's a sleeper in the MLB but at least for me and I think a lot of times gets slept on sometimes and just forgets he's there is Castillo. He's phenomenal. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. May not be one. Well, of I the think best he's right uh now, I. Th- I think he's hurt. I I don't know. I saw somewhere that like he. I think it was in the. Yeah, we just had a thousand strikeout today. Well, yeah, but that's the A's. Come on, they're a sanctioned MLB nice. team, but. but it's hardly. a bounce back game. Maybe it's a bounce back game. It's a bounce back game. But <laughs> okay. Anyways, wrapping up my point. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm wrapping my point. I want to see the Mariners make competitive moves to keep pace with a very good AL West. I started as saying you're not competitive. You're not competing for the. Playoffs. If you get rid of a player like Colton Wong for younger, that's not a like. That's a you're preparing team. for the yeah. future. Yeah, that's a we're building for two to three years down the road. Which as a marriage. So man, why would you want to? But this, but so okay. So let me answer you this. Since you guys are both LeBron fans, what happened LeBron's first year in Cleveland when they got LeBron? Right. What happened? They missed the playoffs. Okay. What happened in the second year? They missed the playoffs. No, they did not. Okay, that's a bad <laughs> reference. Never mind. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask. They missed the playoffs the first two years and then made it beat the Wizards in the first round. That's right. You are right. Okay. You are I promise I know my LeBron now. That's right. Well, the I, if there was years. one person that would, it would be you. Yeah, you're right. I just fact-checked myself, and I am wrong. <laughs> I will admit yeah. it. I am wrong. Thank I you. am a bigger <laughs> baseball fan than I am a yeah, LeBron fan. Sorry, what, was your, what was your point with LeBron? My point is, is you know what? You guys just don't understand because you guys are both Yankees and Cardinals no, fans. I'm, you just I'm don't, no, 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 no. no. I want to know what your point I, I want, is. I want to understand. How you don't understand. You haven't gone 21 fucking years without making the playoffs. That's don't look at me like that fucking team. I want to understand. That's why I want to know your Because point. we don't want that to happen again. Do you think we liked having the longest playoff drought in professional sports? Fuck no. So, are what, are, are, so let me ask. If what you're saying is like you'd rather potentially take a dip this year. I would rather have – yes, yes, 100%. So, yes, the next, would, like, yes. so next year and two years down the road looks better than potentially going Games, back to back. Is that major, like what you're – Seeing major league pitching and seeing major league action at a major league speed will do Jose a lot better than seeing AAA. Granted, okay. yes, it is It yeah. is very – So it's like you're like trying to build for next year and the year after essentially is where we're trying to go. The point I'm trying to make here is if JP – Ty France, Cal Raleigh, Kelnick, Julio, all these guys that have been in the game longer than Jose have carry the fucking weight. But right now, these motherfuckers cannot hit a goddamn pitch to save their fucking life. Yes, I'm looking at you, Julio fucking Rodriguez. Don't give me your fucking J-Rod show this. Yeah, the J-Rod show is going to get fucking canceled if you don't step it up. Tacoma's calling your fucking name, J-Rod. At this point, I'm over a fucking Teoscar Hernandez fan. I am Julio Rodriguez. That bitch ass needs to... Get off his fucking soccer player girlfriend's ass and get on the fucking baseball field, get in the cage, 
and start fucking doing something to help the goddamn team. Because you know what? Jesse Winker was a better fucking production than this bullshit. Okay, Casey, let me jump Adam Fraser. Right no, no. No, let let, no, right no, 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 no. You better shut your mouth. I mean, this, he got his five minutes. This is my fucking five minutes, okay? We've been 30 minutes on the Mariners already. We've talked about the Yankees. I've kept my fucking homer okay, takes keep to going, the keep minimum. Going, keep going. This is my time to fucking shine. You know what? Get your shit together. I'm so fucking tired. Don't sit here and flander and patronize me with this. Oh, it's just a sophomore okay. slump. Oh, we have who? No, shut your mouth. Yeah, okay, first I let you say sophomore slump. No, we did not even. I'm trying. I'm done that. playing. I, I'm Don't done playing you. nice. No, I'm not talking like you guys. I'm talking like as a, as a whole, as a collective whole, right? Mm. Don't sit here and patronize me at that bullshit. Nope. Step it, step it the fuck up. You guys broke the same team. You lost Jesse Winker. You lost Adam Frazier last year, right? And they didn't do shit. Jesse Winker was a little bayback bitch and said, Oh, you guys are being mean to me in the clubhouse. I don't want to make the playoff roster. I don't want to play for the Mariners anymore. Okay, take your fucking whiny ass somewhere else. I don't want you, you fucking little bitch boy. All you do is start fights in Anaheim anyway in the happiest place on earth. And then Adam Frazier was supposed to be the second coming of Robinson Cano from the Pittsburgh Pirates didn't do shit. So sorry if I'm a little little excited for Jose. Sorry if I don't want to go through this shame shit again. Because you know what? When you're like, oh, Chase for 28. <laughs> Chase for 12. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you both. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Was that, oh, at, at first it was general. You're speaking no, to the general. because I don't want that, that shit. Was that directed? I don't want that shit. You don't understand what I had to go through. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't watch your favorite fucking player get shipped off to the fucking Mets to ruin his career. You didn't get to fucking watch the future of closing baseball games get shipped to the fucking Mets. Even a guy that was 40 fucking years old hitting absolute pissness allowed a safe code. I had to watch yes, my favorite it was player safe. get let go so they could sign Jacoby Ellsbury. Who was that? Who was your favorite player? Huh? 12 years. Robbie! Yeah, well, guess what? Robbie came I to... I love Robbie. You know. Yeah, he's he my, my favorite, favorite player, too. Player he was my favorite yeah. player, too. And, and, I watch, and I was huffed. I had to watch him sign Jacoby fucking Ellsbury over Robbie. So we all have some bad feelings about our team. Casey, but I think this guess is... guess what? I think this is it. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. I think my honest thing in my point with Colton Wong is I honestly think it's better for your future to keep him on your roster. And my reason being... From my experience of seeing baseball and seeing what the Cardinals have done or just other teams is, and trust me, I've had my fair share talk about Paul DeYoung with me for the last, before this year, bro, we've had him for two or three years. He hasn't been good since 2019, bro. Like literally 2020, 2021, 2022, batting under like 200 pretty much every year. But Colton Wong, I think he will improve. His track record, like you said, is like 259 or something like that. Statistically, he does not bat this bat this bad regularly. So I think that will come up. I just think the Mariners are in a weird place because they're – I think there's just a lot of expectations for the Mariners in Seattle and throughout baseball just because yes. what they did last year. They need to step it up. I, and well, this, I is not, but this is not – I don't know if this team I, this is, is mature enough for that. Honestly, not in a bad way, just your star player, again, is a sophomore. You're, like, in all these pieces, you're trying to piece together... No, what it pisses me things. off is that the fact that we have our rotation right now, arguably, I will go, I will die on this fucking hill, is one of the best rotations in baseball right now. You have five guys, six guys, outside... You have Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, even Bryce Miller now, who just got called up a month ago and has done nothing but win fucking baseball games. They give you... They keep you in fucking baseball games. What I don't understand... Is how the fuck these guys who 
they just can't fucking produce. They can't produce offensively. Their defense is absolute ass. When you have guys like when you have guys like Tom Murphy hitting an absolute piss missile down the line, Austin Riley butchers the fucking ball and he just jogs like turns around to grab the bat because he thought he caught it and then like hustle out of the box. Fucking it's 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 the major league baseball. I don't know. I think I, the other thing you have to remember is not like you guys were looking to make the playoffs halfway through last year. You guys had to make a very solid run at the end of the year. Julio started out slow last year. Like I just I feel like you just gotta believe in the team a little bit more. And again, I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs this year. But I don't think this is like, oh, we give up and got rid of everybody already because that's not but you build a consistent winner. That's how you make the playoffs once in twenty years because you build a team, give up on it, build a team, give up on it, build a team, give up but like he's Colton Wong. Colton Wong. I, I'm going to. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Colton Wong is not a piece that's going to get. A, Colton Wong is not that piece that's going to get us to the World Series. He's not. But neither is. I don't. I'm not going. Neither is AJ Pollock. Neither is Tom Murphy. Neither is Sam Haggerty. Right. Like your core is Cal Raleigh, JP Crawford, Ty France, Kalnick, and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez. Like, they could be bigger pieces. They could make big impacts. But there's definitely upgrades from at third base for from Suarez. I'm sure. I mean, I would love to have an Aaron Judge take over for Teoscar in right field, right? Like, there are luxuries that have. But the problem with what you go look at Aaron Judge's rookie year and then go look at his second year. Oh my! He had a sophomore slump too. Let me look it up. Yeah, sophomore slump. Yeah, like most people have a sophomore slump. To me, I just don't. I I don't see if you're. Last year. I just don't know how much more I want to take of this of this Mariners team. Let's see. Hold on a second. I'm looking this up. I gotta focus. Was his rookie year 2017? Because he had 27 games in. I'm assuming September call-ups in 2016, 2017. That was his rookie year. First rookie year, right? Uh, 2017. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, he had 52 yeah. home runs. 114 RBIs, yeah, uh, 284 batting average. But then the next year he had 27 home runs, uh, 67 RBIs, and an average of 278. So he's getting hits at least. Like he was getting hits, but he wasn't. That half the RBI exactly. Sophomore slumps are a real thing. You don't give up on a player because. Well, I'm not giving up on. Well, I'm not giving up on Julio Arias. Hell no, Julio Arias is our. He's our future, right? Like he's the guy said, in Seattle. You said fuck Julio, and you said fuck you both because yeah, of fuck fuck Julio right now. Yeah, I'm pissed at him. This is like, it's frustrating to watch because it's like it's he, there's there's simple things that he could take like right the leadoff spot. His average pitches he would see a game in the leadoff spot was like six pitches a game, right? Like, that's not going to get you on base. That's not. That's just you're up there just to take hacks. You're not up there to have productive at bats. You're not up there with a plan. You're up there just to see the ball hit the ball, right? Then going down to the seventh spot, he's starting to produce. Now he's at the three spot, he's starting to produce more. So he's on the right track of giving. He's trending upward right now. But there comes a point where it's like there's just these mistakes where it's like he's up there with no plan. He's up there with no approach. He's up there to hit the ball, right? That's all it is. Like, yes, that's the name of the game. If you don't have an approach, you don't have a two. He has no two strike approach. He when there's two strikes on him, he looks like a clueless dog out there. He looks like a slider is the moon to him, right? Like there's no. And yeah, he's younger. He's yeah. what twenty two, 
maybe 23 years old. I don't know how old he is. He's definitely younger than 23. And Kalnick was the same way, right? So I get what you guys are saying. Like, And this is going off on a whole new tangent. As no, Sorry with Colton Wong and now it's like the Mariners' struggles. And we still haven't talked about J-Rob's Cardinals yet. <laughs> He's 22. But Yeah. And you cut me off talking about Aaron Hicks. You gave me five minutes. We're 45 <laughs> minutes deep on my... I haven't had I haven't had I haven't had a Mariners venting sesh in probably sixteen episodes, Peter. You gotta give me this. Last time that last time you inspired your voice, so let's hope you do that again. To wrap it up and to just give my kind of final thought on the Mariners shirt tonight is I just want I want them to have quality at bats. I want them to and they won they won two two to eleven tonight against the A's. Maybe they needed a series against the sanctioned MLB Oakland slash Las Vegas A's to get the ball rolling, get on the right tracks, you know? I just hope we figure it out sooner than later because when August comes and it's the same shit we're dealing with in May, I am not going to be a happy camper and I will be full on board for October. Fair. Jarob, uh, do you have a question for me, or uh, do you want to talk about the Cardinals? Uh, Let's talk about the Cardinals. They're red hot right now. Red hot. Damn. Have to be next episode. I don't know if we can squeeze them in here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a fire. I've been talking a lot. Sorry, this is, I turned this into my episode. I'm gonna do a full fire rapid. <laughs> Let's give the, the Cardinals are hot. Whew. Sure, they lost tonight in Cincy. Maybe no, since he's wearing those Pete, this, stick. Pete, Casey, this will do. This will do. I'll give a 60-second spiel on the Cardinals, and we'll save them for next time because we're out of time. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm going to spend that whole 60 seconds on? We have – don't start it yet. Colton Wong. No. I thought it was Colton Wong. Colton, <laughs> Colton, 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 current, current. Cardinal legend. Current Cardinals player. Oh, where is this? Okay. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nolan Gorman. Have you heard that name? Yes, in fact, you have. You can start sure the timer have. because I told you that name. I br- we can go back about ten episodes, and I think I said Nolan Gorman, and both you said, I don't know if you've heard- I've heard of him before. And I don't know if you had. I've Which- heard of him. Yeah, it's all right if you didn't because now you for sure have for at least the second time. This man has 39 RBIs. He has like 12 or 13 home runs. If this man is – I'm not saying he's the lead candidate for National League MVP, but this man is in everyone's National League MVP converse, excuse me, conversation. This His RBIs, his 39 – oh, my word. Worst time for the hiccups. His 39 RBIs <laughs> is tied for 45 fifth. seconds. Yeah. barely started. Yeah. His four, 39 RBIs is fifth best in all of baseball. He literally is going crazy, bro. He The Cardinals, Ollie was not letting him bat against left-handers. He had like two or three. And then in that Boston series, bro, he started to face left-handed pitchers, and he went off. And he is crushing left-handed pitchers still, just like he is right-handed pitchers. And he is going crazy. He is the sophomore, Casey, as well. Not saying like, – I'm not trying to rub that in. I'm just saying he also didn't have a great rookie year. Like, so sometimes it's just figuring it out, but also because I feel like any time a player has a really good year, like a younger player, usually their next year, the second half or something isn't as good because teams start to figure out those players and like, that's the reason they don't have as good of a year. But 
Nolan Gorman, that is all the hype. We have a uh, a follower on Twitter of the Broken Bat Podcast. His name is a Robbie a oh at underscore a r o b b i e. He tweeted. He said, "I'm telling you, Gorman for MVP." That's what he said. Had have to and also same person uh, predicted in some of our polls who would win the series. He was actually guessed the series right in both those polls that we've done for a series. So. Good on him. Best shout out, Robbie. But, but Nolan Gorman, National League MVP. He's got my vote. If they give me one, he's got my vote. No bias here. Darrell, can I get you to take your Homer hat off for one can second for this question? Admit that if you can't count to sixty seconds, you're not qualified. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I wasn't counting at the same time. So, Casey, okay. what's your right. question? Um, I'm sure you saw this uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. You're playing the Dodgers, right? We were. And a very it was a very tight situation late in the ball game. And You're a specific about player struck out. Was it was it a strike or was it a ball? It was a ball. Okay. There, I'll admit that. But I mean, there's pitch. I mean, here's the thing. What I hate about that situation, because trust me, it's happened. I'm pretty sure I showed you about like Brendan Donovan or something, or like. I don't know, whatever. But there was like multiple games in a row when the Cardinals were struggling, and it's just a highlighted thing because the Cardinals were struggling, so they're putting everything. Hey, Jay Rob, can I ask you another, another question? Actually, these... This is this is a this is a question for the panel. Uh, Pete, have you been to a AAA baseball game this year out in Vegas or no? Yeah, no, you have not. Baby. You have not. I haven't. Jay Rob, did you yeah. uh, experience a challenge? A pitch challenge at the bees game the other day. I did not. So there's a rule in the MLB that it's electric. I love it that you can challenge a pitch, and it'll show you strikes or balls, right? It'll, and it can overrule it. Obviously, it's still a work in a work in progress because I was absolutely baffled when the Rainiers challenged a pitch, and it was a clear strike down the middle, and they still called it a ball. I was a little like, what the hell? But in a situation like that, as a and that and let's just use that situation for the for for the sake of the com- our conversation. Yeah. Would you like the challenge rule there for that pitch? Now I don't remember the count or anything. Obviously, there's there two strikes. I don't know if there are how many balls there were. I don't I know if it was, it was like I a, think it was two and two. I don't know for sure, but I think it was two and two. So, do you like that chant that play there? If Mookie challenged it, it gets called a ball, and the let's say just let's just for hypothetical reasons, right? The Dodgers end up winning the ball game off that because instead of it being a strikeout, it's a now a ball. And let's say Mookie hits a, a home run. I think there's what two runners on, so a three runner home run. Hypothetically, the Cardinals lose. Do you like that? Obviously, you don't like that because your team lost. But would you be okay with that, knowing they got the call right and whatnot? And then instead of the game ending on a bad call, what are your thoughts on that? I think. Of course, I wouldn't like it if our, my team lost because of it. But if it, like overall, I think if it's it's only like one per team per game, right? Or if you get it right, you I keep think it it's like if, I think if you yeah if you get it right, you I think you get two on your second one. If you get it right, you keep getting them. But if you don't, you lose it. Hmm. I don't know, but it's I don't know. I I would like it overall because yeah, it would suck if your team lost on it. But in big situations like that, I think that's obviously the most important time 
to get. And granted, it's a it's a game in May, right? Like it's yeah. not like it's make or break. It's not like a, a postseason push or like the World Series, right? Or yeah. NLCS. But in that situation, like I feel like that I would like to see the MLB maybe bring that rule into fruition because I do think the rules they brought in this year are good for the game and have grown the game in the right direction. I think this is one more rule that I would like to see maybe brought into Major League Baseball just to get it right, right? Like just to like make sure, like in that situation, right? Like if it a, a game and the end of the game, right? As they yeah. struck out Mookie Betts, it struck out looking clearly a ball. The Dodgers struck out knew it was clearly a ball. Mookie knew it was clearly a ball, right? And there's just nothing they do. It just walks off, right? Like I yeah. would like to see in situations like that to have the right call made again that could work against your team work for your team but i would think that would be the direction that mlb's moving what do you think i mean yeah i think it's also hard because like even and i mean i can't remember that at at bat specifically but watching the cardinals game tonight there was a pitch that was clearly a strike and didn't get called a strike like for the cardinals favor and then like, but that's that was towards the beginning of the count. So I don't know if they would use that time to like challenge or whatever. But then if there was a close call in the last pitch, like, and I mean that just comes down to like when your team decides to use it and all those different things. And it sucks, but it's like when the pitch happens, that's like on the border. If it's not at the end of the, uh, like, if that pitch was called a strike as the first strike in that count versus Mookie Betts, like they don't challenge that. Because that, I mean, it's the first strike or whatever, and it's going to be, like, he'll have other chances, but it still potentially change his, changes his hole at bat if that's the first strike. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, I do think it would be good for baseball, but I also could see them not putting it in only because of, well, one, they're trying to shorten games, and that would just lengthen games, potentially. But the way it is, the way it happens is literally, like, the batter, I think, just taps his head. And they pull it up on the jumbotron. There's not even like people looking at like the headsets. It's just the umpire looking at the jumbotron. It has those like I know they have like electronic strike zones for, yeah. I think the MLB too. I think just for like the TV purposes, but it has like the, like the box outlined right of the yeah. strike zone. I, they have it in minor league games. I know that for sure. Um, but it just shows it on the big screen. It shows like the pitch coming in from the pitcher's arm to the strike zone, and it will go green for a ball or red for a strike. Right, like. Yeah. It literally take it took literally like twenty seconds. Right. So I would sacrifice twenty seconds of game delay for the right call. Then not right, and yeah. that's just me. Again, doesn't matter. It's a game in May. It, ultimately, this game coming down probably I can't say it will, but it shouldn't matter or might not matter toward the stretch or playoffs, but. It's just one of those things where it's like I would like to see the right call made, then just yeah. end it like that, and then you and and like it almost I, I, for me to I'd rather get the call right, and like umpires I know have that kind of tenacity where they like to take control of the game and kind of like it make it their own. Like some umpires have wider strike zones, somehow shorter. Like you know, it's different with each yeah. umpire behind the plate, but. I think if it gives it more consistency, it gives the game a better chance to be enjoyed by all. Yeah. But that's my I think that's my just, take on. Yeah, just adding one thing quick to it as well. I think one thing that makes it hard, not saying that because of this it shouldn't happen, 
but to your point with like umpires having strike zones, if an umpire is uh, like calling a pitch down the whole game and then he calls that pitch down a strike when it's really a ball, but just like barely misses. But I mean, that's the pitcher's strategy. Not, I mean, he's taking advantage of that, which is an advantage to the pitcher. But if he's been calling that a strike all night and the pitcher's going there and then they challenge the last one and it ends up being a ball, like, I don't know. I just feel like, again, if it's a ball, it should be called a ball. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, it almost hurts yeah. the pitcher because they're going to a spot they know is going to be a strike and they're not getting that call. And I guess the counter yeah. argument to that is, well, it's a ball, so it shouldn't be getting that call. But he, the pitcher also pitches to what the umpire is going to call and the batter adjusts to what the umpire is going to call as well, whether it's fair or not. But I yeah. don't know. The other big thing about that game with the Cardinals and Dodgers is maybe it was a full count. I don't know. But if Mookie Betts somehow got on base, Freddie Freeman was on deck and Freddie Freeman, there's two things. He wrecks the Cardinals no matter where he plays and he destroys in Bush stadium. So he like that whole series, even though the Cardinals took three out of four games in that series, he was going off pretty much all series. Yeah. So, so you don't, you definitely didn't want to see yeah. Freddie Freeman in that situation. Yeah. No, I understand. So anyway, that's just my thought on it. I think it'd be, I like to see the new roles. I mean, that's kind of like the nice perk of having a triple a team in our region. Yeah. Um, is because we get to see the kind of new changes and see the new games and, we watch we can get access to MLB anywhere we are with MLB TV or like national TV or whatnot. Like we know the rules. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to see the other rules they're trying to implement in the game with AAA, considering it's the closest to major league baseball, right? It's the yeah. next step to the bigs. And those are about as close athletes. We see a lot of players come up and down like the bees obviously have David Fletcher, Joe Adele, and Jared Walsh. Joe Adele actually has, I think, is leading all of baseball amongst categories like from all levels of from MLB to single A and home runs and he has like 16 or something like that like he's just raking right now like yeah. it's insane well I saw so, uh, who was it the Angels was it Ward I don't know I can't remember who was it that was at the minor league game for the Angels but he is a normal major leaguer but he's been down in is the it Jared year. Walsh yes. is it the first baseman yes yeah, Jared, Jared Walsh, Walsh that's who it was I don't know why I was thinking Ward. But yeah, Jared Walsh. I saw him play and he was raking and he hit a home run, but like Yeah, he's he played in he played in Salt Lake for like five years. He was down there for a minute. Yeah. So he was raking, but it's just I don't know. So like I said, something to think about, something to just add topic of conversation. Obviously we're running a little long on our podcast and Pete has been benched apparently. He uh <laughs> we haven't got Pete. I don't know where yeah. we'll see him when again tonight, but what um closing thoughts casey give me your closing thoughts on the mariners just everything that we've talked about but like final thoughts yeah um like i said i like to see jose starting over colton wong i hope colton jose wong what? can turn over what was his last name calver calver calvareno okay. jose. jose it is jose um i'd see him start uh obviously our pitching remains hot I love Bryce Miller, Luis Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, even Marco. Marco's dealing, former Cardinal, shout out. Um, you know, I would like to be, the goal, realistically, to be happy would be above 500 by at least five games by the All-Star break, which I think is a very possible 
very real expectation to have, but that's where I would like to be by the All-Star game to keep hopes high. Um, Also, as you may have noticed, a lot of of people got DFA'd. Hicks, Osmer. Yeah. There's a lot of buzz going around. Other players getting DFA. There's a lot of there's a lot of people letting go some players now. So hopefully the Mariners can make a splash. Maybe pick up a guy. I would don't necessarily want Aaron Hicks nor <laughs> Eric Hosmer on yeah. my team. Those but, are the, those aren't the players you're looking to pick up. But you know that may be uh, the Mariners may make some moves. We never know. Never know. Uh, oh, also uh, my last thought is. Uh, That's what you want your last thought to be. Yeah. Also, shout out Spokane, Washington. Was there over the weekend for a wedding? Uh, as you know, I don't live in Washington, but not a lot of Mariners fans there. Real uh, Washington didn't show out. Obviously, I'm going to Seattle this weekend. Shout out the M's. Um, but come on. Come on, Washington. Do better. LOL. Uh, I'm going to say I'm real proud of the Cardinals. Real proud of Nolan Gorman. They've really started to turn around this year. Um, well, not this year, but more like the last few weeks. So it's looked really good. they played a lot of really good baseball. They look like, honestly, a completely different team. So stoked to see that. We lost game one versus the Reds, which is sad. But going into game two and three, honestly, I was looking at today, I think there's like 10 games left, 11 games left for the rest of the month. Um. And I was literally going to say, I think the Cardinals go like nine and two or like eight and one or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just nine games, but I think the Cardinals only lose after the lost day, even just one or two more games the rest of the month, which I know isn't saying much because it's the 22nd, but, and they already played today, but the Cardinals just have been hot and it's been going crazy. But um, I have a message from the grave from Peter. Uh, yes. He wanted me to let the the fans know that he loves Anthony Volpe. Uh, it's a great day to be a Yankee uh, now that Aaron Hicks is gone and Chase for twenty eight. Beautiful. Uh, my last thing is journey to twelve, and let's go Cardinals. But anyways, we appreciate you guys checking us out. This has been one of our longest episodes, so if you've been sticking around the whole time. We appreciate it. This is the Broken Bat Podcast. We hope you guys have enjoyed. Look us up on social media. Follow us. Interact with us there. Whoops. And we will see you next time on the Broken Bat Podcast.